What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And before we get into this week, if one episode just isn't enough for you and you need a little bit more Bacon is My Podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bacon is My Podcast. Over there, you will get access to monthly live streams, discounts on merch, early and commercial free access to Bacon is My Podcast episodes. Some of them are even extended surprise giveaways, additional shows, including Tasting is My Passion, and of course, Cooking with Bacon is My Passion. And oh yeah, you get a crap ton of music. That's right, all of Jimmy and Mike's bands, previous, current, whatever it is, you'll get access to that music, demos, and much, much more. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast and learn what the hoopla is all about all right so you ready uh yeah absolutely so you'll you bring us in do you need me He's to got the I, intro. I, I can maybe put him somewhere if that's gonna no, be an issue for you guys dude, it's not an intro it's definitely not an issue uh we've the, had way worse so the people that are just listening we'll just uh, we'll just make sure and let them know that you're not beating him Yes. Uh, for the for the listeners, uh, yeah. that is not our guest beating his dog. It is also not. He's Paul just crying. he's just trying to be on here. It's not Paul crying in the background, right? Because he hates being here. Yes. Yeah. It's not you can either. see the dog. Watch the video, and you can see the dog disobey me frequently. <laughs> Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Bacon. Bacon. Bacon is my. Hey guys, what's up? Hi. Welcome once again to Bacon is my podcast. Uh, before we get started, we'd like to thank all of our sponsors. We'd like to thank BarkBox. We'd like to thank Fresh Clean Teas. We would like to thank Poddex and uh, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus and, and all of our patrons over on the Patreon page. You also forgot uh, Legacy Sports. Oh yeah, Legacy Sports. sports. So. Thank you to all our sponsors. If you want to check out our sponsors, go over to baconismypodcast.com and you can click on a sponsor's link and all of them will be in there. You can use the links to get stuff. Uh, you know how it works. Yeah. Um, and again, let me uh, once again thank all of our followers over at the Patreon, uh, Bacon is My Podcast on Patreon. Our patrons uh, are a big part of helping us keep this going and keep this free. So thank you guys very much. Keeping this full. Keeping this full. Yeah. So uh, how's your week been, man? Oh, man, it's been chaotic yeah chaotic you come off vacation uh, well it was a family trip right um and the day after we had to start pulling everything out of the kitchen because we get the kitchen right now oh. um that's all. i i've said this before on on the so show it. and and we got a small house um despite what you may think yeah this is it it's a super small house uh so yeah we basically displaced anything in half of the living space right right and then we put it into the living space which effectively made our house shrink to a third of its size which must have been great with uh the children and the pups no <laughs> no it wasn't in fact uh it was rough but you know what i gotta be honest uh jen was a trooper 
she she's working from home. I was not working from home. Uh, not that my work isn't held to begin with, but uh, she was she was do, she was doing the logistics, man. She was she kept was, for a big cube. Oh, big cube, please, big cube. Um, she was working out the logistics. Uh, the pups had to stay in crates for a little while. Um, you know, it was a uh, it was a little bit wacky. It was a little bit rough, but you know. Um, we're coming out at the end of it. Uh, we're not quite done yet, but it's getting there. It's getting there. I can walk, th- like, y- you couldn't walk on the floor, right? Right. So you couldn't come out the back door. <laughs> so, so Bane, like, we put him on the leash, and then we walk out the front door, go to the gate, go to the backyard, and he'd be like, the fuck is this place? <laughs> and he wouldn't go to the bathroom. Oh. Uh, Bruno, luckily, will shit anywhere. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, hey, I got to go. Here Put me is. somewhere. Otherwise, it's going here. Right. Um, but Bane was just like, yeah, that was that was kind of rough. That's so rough. Um, that's my week. Bruce uh, is like that on the road. Whenever I take Bruce yeah. anywhere, um, he's uh, he doesn't eat. And uh, or he'll when he does eat, it'll eat, he'll eat at a weird time. He'll have his food there all day. Yeah. And then it'll be like three in the morning and I'll like be in the bed and I'll look over and I'll see him eating. And like Andy would be like, "Don't move, <laughs> he's eating. Don't, <laughs> don't move. If yeah. you distract him, it'll end." Right. So we have that. I, he he doesn't shit either when he's anywhere, but probably because yeah, he's not eating. Because he's like, he'll "Well, be, you know what? But, you know too. It's like you you house train a dog, and you're like, no, don't don't go there. Don't right. go there. Don't go there. You need to go here. Right. And then so like the, you bring him somewhere else, and they're just kind of like, like, where's there? I can't go there.'" That my there's spot. not my spots. But not like here. the weird part was, is I took him there just a different route. Right. And uh, he didn't like the scenic route. Mm. It happens sometimes. So, yeah, it happens. It happens. happens. Jimsy, what, what about you? What, what's going uh, on? Well, I spent week? my week. I would like to uh, congratulate my brother, Joey. And, yes. Uh, and his new wife, Sarah. Big cheers um, to them. That's what I did last week. That was awesome. Went to Michigan, drove out to Michigan. It was about a 15 hour drive. Uh, which I love because I love being on the road. And uh, Andy and I went. We brought Bruce with us, and we uh, we we got to where we were going. And it was a good thing that we had already loaded the maps because we lose all internet service and all phone service. And there is a uh, a twenty minute drive on dirt roads to get to the cabin mm-hmm. that my parents had gotten, um, like an Airbnb. Right. Yeah. And they, they got a big cabin so that everybody could stay there. So it was like I think there were like six rooms in the place and they had a room and my uncle was there. And my, my brother Josh and his girlfriend Justine were there. And then Annie and I were there. So we had all of us in this cabin. No service, no, no phone, no Internet. Uh, and the cabin itself was a hunting lodge. Yeah, so, I saw the pictures. Yeah, I sent you the pictures. And I really it was really a house of death. It was yeah. uh, there were it was incredible more than 20 mounts on the wall of different animal heads. Yeah. More than 20 in just one room. Yeah, lots of, lots of rugs too. Lots of, yeah, rugs, everything. There was one big bear standing up in the corner. Within a day, it started wearing a hat and sunglasses and usually having a, uh, a, a marijuana cigarette in mm-hmm. its mouth or three. Uh-huh. They would be placed there. And, right. then, uh, and then my uncle would steal it in the morning because he got up before everybody else. And then... Yeah. He'd wake up and he'd be like, hey, it's Uncle Carl. And he'd be like, hey, I'm high. 
Uh, so yeah, it was it was a really good time. So I spent a week with with my family. The wedding was amazing. I actually you offici- officiated. Yes. So uh, you can all start calling me Reverend James. Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and if if you want bacon is my podcast at your wedding, oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. So not only was I the um, the officiant, but um, Sarah and Joey are the 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 most awesome people, uh, and it, they're so funny because both of them are so relaxed about things. Yeah. So, you know, um, I know, you know, just the stress of the the days leading up to the wedding and making sure all this stuff's right. Literally the morning, uh, before the wedding, um, the, the night of the rehearsal dinner that morning, I met with Sarah and we had coffee and I brought Annie with me and to, to like go over my sermon that I wrote, Mm -hmm. uh, and that I, well, I wrote and I put together from other things, um, so that was the first time she read that. And then, you know, she showed me her vows and stuff. And then she was like, uh, what should I, what song should I come down to? I was like, what? Keepers are killers. <laughs> I was like, what? You know what? Excuse me. And, uh, I brought up, uh, your wedding. Um, okay. cause I thought that was really cool. Uh, when you guys came down, because it wasn't the wedding march. Right. You know? Yeah, we did Uh, not want to do that. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. So I brought that up, and I was like, so think of some songs that you like, and we'll look for instrumental versions of them. We'll look for things. So uh, I honestly, I don't remember what she came down to, because it was so last minute putting it together. It was like, what should everybody else come down to? What should I come down to? She saved it on her phone, and then the day of the wedding, literally handed her phone to Annie, who was sitting on a chair in the in the the audience, mm-hmm. I guess, right? And Annie's looking behind her to see like when to press play because it was Bluetooth to the speaker. There you go. And that's how we did it. And then that's also how we DJed. That's amazing. Tonight, which was absolutely amazing. That's but great. again, she was just like she just put the phone down by us, and she was like, "Just you guys pick stuff." And we were like, "Excuse me." And, uh, and I found out that my brother Joey, and, and I hope someday we find footage of this, mm. uh, one of her friends told me that he and her were up at like three in the morning do a, doing a beautiful dance rendition of Sia's Chandelier. And so I immediately found Sia's Chandelier. Right. And played it. But as I played it, my brother was over at the bar area, which is we're in a big backyard and there was a bar area. And he just Fucking like Garibald. turns around, looks, walks to the stage, and like a gazelle with the grace, <laughs> he was he was like arms open and and I, it was like it was beautiful, it was beautiful. The the three of them, his him and his wife, and then her friend that he did yeah. this dance with, <laughs> they were on the ground crawling to well, it. Yeah, it was amazing. He is very. Uh, it was amazing. Very artistic. So I've oh, literally yeah, since great. that day. I every time I'm every now and then in my head I'm just great song, so good, great song. We should remake that. I'm in. We should anything. See, that would be, see, that I'm, would I'm be difficult, but we should remake that. Yeah. Well, you're singing it, so it'd be fine for me. Um, speaking of great songs, yeah, uh, we have a guy who's in a band who has a lot of great songs. Yeah, we on the on the podcast today. Super psyched for this interview. Um, we, we honestly, like, we're straight with you on here. We just finished the interview. Yeah. Right? 
and it is awesome. It is cool. We talk about a lot of stuff. We get into a lot of different fun things. Uh, I will say for the first part of the interview and then later in the interview, um, uh, Paul Mark from Silverstein is our guest. Yes. Uh, he's got a beautiful dog named Hugo. Oh, awesome. And, awesome, dude. And Hugo makes sure that he is a part of the show. Very much so. Uh, with it in the first like 10 minutes and then later on in the show. So mm -hmm. guys, watch for that. And, uh, if you're just listening and you hear the dog, um, no one's in pain. <laughs> no one's hurting anyone. Despite what we're saying on this. Despite yeah, yeah. what we're saying and despite what it sounds like, that's just Hugo saying, yo, feed me, bro. Yeah. Feed me, and feed then, me, and then, and then like, afterwards it was like, "Hey, bro, um, pay attention to me." Right, that's all I need. So, like, I know you're doing other stuff, but just yeah, pay attention. Pay attention. So, so, uh, so without, without further ado, yeah, without further ado, we're gonna we're gonna walk you right into that. Uh, we're gonna walk you right into that interview right now. We'll hit this uh, this quick ad, and then you'll be right there. So, check it out. Coming up right now, it's our interview. Well, our conversation, our chat with uh, Paul Mark Rousseau. From Toronto, Canada. From, from Silverstein. Silverstein. We'll be right back. All right. We got to take a quick time out. As you can probably tell by now, Jim and I, we're t-shirt guys. And we're always, always looking for the most comfortable and best fitting t-shirts possible when it comes to ourselves or our merch. Sometimes they're soft and they unravel in a few washes. Sometimes they're durable, but they feel like sandpaper on your nipples. And that's just not our thing. Well, well, maybe it's Jim's thing, but it's definitely not my thing. And, you know, sometimes you clean your shirts and from sweating uh, at work or on stage, they just kind of get all funky even after you clean them. Well, Fresh Clean Tees is a solution for all your t-shirt woes. With multiple styles and colors, they keep you looking so fresh and so clean. Go to baconismypodcast.com, click on the Sponsors tab, and click on the Fresh Clean Tees link. And start looking great and feeling great without spending a fortune. Again, that's baconismypodcast.com. Click on the Sponsors tab, then scroll to that Fresh Clean Tees link to start looking comfortable and stylish at affordable prices. Hey, uh, I'm Christina Chris of Kaleido, and you're consuming Bacon Is My Podcast. So, guys, uh, welcome Mr. Paul Mark Rousseau from the band Silverstein. What's going on, dude? Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me, guys. My dog is uh, unhappy that I'm paying attention to you and not him. Yeah, well, that's what happens with puppies. They that's, always do that. That's fair. So that's Hugo, right? That's right. Awesome. Yeah. And you said he's a puppy. How long have you had him? We've had him since uh, the very end of March, uh, and he's about eight or nine months old or something. Aww. We don't actually know. He, he, he arrived from Winnipeg in a bad state, so we're just getting him back on his feet. Well, he looks, he looks despite, despite him being upset at you for not paying attention right now, he looks healthy and he looks happy, and that's awesome. Yeah, yeah we thanks. Are, uh, we are, we're a full-on dog people yeah here at yeah Vegas, we, we talk about our dogs constantly we got the dog uh the bark box sponsorship too so like oh that's, sweet uh, yeah we're, yeah. we're we're rocking the bat family over here he has bane and i have bruce wayne oh awesome do they fight uh they haven't they've met never yet. met yeah we got to get them uh, together we do have to get them bane is a big mush though bane is like a 70 pound boxer mm -hmm. oh yeah and uh and bruce wayne is a 30 pound uh, Frenchton Boston Terrier mutt mix. <laughs> this, yeah. yeah, that'd be a fun, unfair fight. 
Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. so I, I, I said I got a puppy too. So I have uh, a bulldog, beagle, uh, Boston Terrier. Whoa. Uh, mix. Yeah. So he's he's the puppy, and uh, he beats the crap out of my big dog. Energetic. Yeah. He's he's a bit wacky. He's pretty great. <laughs> Which uh, so, which snout profile prevailed in that mix? Is he squishy face or long face? Squishy face. Squishy, squishy face. face. And it's funny too because my boxer doesn't have the squishy face. He's got a oh. long snout. Interesting. Which pe- people are very like, mm, that, that's a boxer. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got almost a pit ish. Yeah. Look to him. That's sure. cool. A little in the face, which is super cool. Yeah. We love dogs. Yeah, cool. well, yeah, we we veer off in lots of things when there's dogs involved. We've had we've had other interviews where like a dog wanders in, and it's like, all right, well, guess what the show's about now? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that guy. <laughs> We're gonna get to know that one. So, uh, first off, you guys, uh, we're we're longtime listeners. Uh, you guys are, according to your social media pages, back in the studio, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know. You you probably remember. uh, Josh actually took a video uh, that I had taken of my kids, and he did a. They did the Caleb feature on uh, "Burn It Down." Yes, and you guys played it on your live stream. Now my son walks around the house, and he just goes blow it up (laughs) all the time. I'm so sorry. So so, uh, I'm looking forward to more of that for sure. Yeah, we uh we're, we're done now. Uh, we but we were there for six weeks, uh, and that was <laughs> it was tough being away from this uh, noisy guy. But buddy, <laughs> would you relax? No, it's he normally eats around this time. This is why he's like this. But feeding him is a whole process because he eats so fast. You gotta like trick him a lot. Oh, you gotta slow ours, him down. Ours too, yeah. Yeah, so I more or less hand feed him. Yeah. Hey, we got the two. We have like two slow hey. feeder bowls. We still inhales because we're like pooping a little at a time. Right. It's a whole. It's deal. yeah. It's a nightmare. You got to get puzzles. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, this is gonna happen a lot, I'm sure. So yeah, That's we were there lot. for six weeks, and it was uh, you know, we we didn't do it in Toronto, which is um, unusual for us. We normally do records here. I think because we had been off tour for so long, the, uh, we had an opportunity to do it at a town and stay there. And it was like, yes, please just get me a little taste of what it was like to be on the road again. And, right, yeah. um, but so it was awesome. Yeah, we were there for six weeks and I think turned out something awesome. So we'll see. Nice. So you uh, say so you guys, well, I know that Josh has been showing off his uh, like his new seven string. Yeah. Uh, and I saw you were playing a Jericho. Which no, I actually Shane, I think Shane has a Jericho. I was I've been looking at those. I don't have one. Shane does. It's uh oh, okay. It, it's the it's that like Telecaster looking one he's got, right? Okay. I, um, I, I don't know. I just saw I saw the back of it and I was like, oh shit. No, I I also have a seven string. Schechter sent us a couple, so I got this one here. Oh nice. But we didn't use this on the record at all. We did use some of Josh's though. Okay. Now I mean he doesn't like seven strings. I, I love. I, I just got into it. I don't like, dislike just recently. I forget how to use my hands when I start playing a seven string. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it's I, weird. I start man. Playing a seven string, and it's like, oh, I just got my hands yesterday. That's new. That's interesting. For me, I, I I'm I'm scared of eight strings. I don't want to touch an eight string. <laughs> but seven strings, I'm I'm getting into them. I, I'm enjoying it. And then the other thing, uh, 
did you use did you use only the helix while no we didn't use the helix at all really yeah we used uh all neural dsp uh like in the box oh wow okay and it's just the best sounding stuff. I'm getting rid of the Helix the second I can. So if somebody wants really? to buy it off me, let this be the lesson. I just ordered a, a Neural DSP Quad Cortex. If anyone wants to buy my Helix, it's going to be for sale very soon. And I'll <laughs> leave all the presets on it if you want it. So, yeah. right, so you am I allowed those, to sell uh, stuff on your show? <laughs> yeah, go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Whatever. You can. <laughs> um, I've seen like on Reverbation, sometimes they'll do that. They're like, oh, this this artist or this guitar player or this band is getting rid of the gear that they used here, 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 and they, they put it up. So I've yeah, seen that. We never I've used it on a record. It's, uh, to be honest, like I think it was an amazing tool for, for playing live. Mm-hmm. I never thought it sounded that, or like, I, you know what? I've heard people make them sound amazing. Yeah. I felt like I could never get it to sound exactly how I wanted it. Uh, but the convenience factor of it and how reliable it was offset that for me. I'll, I was like, I'll take a bit of a decrease in my tone quality if it means I can have the exact same setup everywhere we travel. So right. I, the consistency is is pretty huge. With that. Yeah. So that's what I found with it, too. I switched over to it um, a few years ago. And uh, I'm not even one that uses a lot of effects or anything like that. I was always kind of like a straight and then I had like a phaser and a delay like it. yeah um but when i got it it was kind of like oh now i know what my guitar is going to sound like to people that are in the front and i've never heard that before totally right because as soon as you mic up a cab it's anyone's game and i mean i know right. that yeah. whoever's doing sound is going to eq and do things as they see fit but no <laughs> that's how we all felt about it <laughs> he's like don't sell it it's good still and i'm like you know what <laughs> I paid for it. I can do what I want with it. <laughs> He's just so mad that I haven't fed him. I might have to give him some food. Yeah, that's totally right. You can just sit here and hand feed him while we're, while we're talking. That's yeah, cool. maybe I could do that, actually. Uh, I did want to say go? something about seven strings. Is I thought it would be really awesome to start, or not even start a band, just do a project called Cabbage, where the guitar is tuned to Cabbage, C-A-B-B-A-G-E. <laughs> Wow. And you can do it with seven strings. You and can. I it's not even that crazy a tuning. It actually might be kind of playable. So huh. that's interesting. Right. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Put put it in cabbage. <laughs> just drop that thing into cabbage and let me know how it goes. All right. All right. I'll just do a nice strum and we'll see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Ooh, I think it'll be pretty gnarly open. But oh, I, yeah. I think fretting yeah. if I think about it, the fretting shouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of it. Yeah, I don't know. Should be all right. Totally. <laughs> the um, just get a Variax and then you can tune it to whatever you want. Oh, that's there you go. True. That's true too. They haven't done a, a seven string, did they? Well, I'm not sure. No. Yeah, it's all right though. Now, you guys, you're you've done some like production. <laughs> you've done some production yourself, right? Like, are you are you gonna? pursue that a little bit more or you yeah i uh okay i'm gonna feed him and then we're gonna talk yeah 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 go ahead I'll yeah. Be all right we're gonna pause right now yep and sorry this is where we'll have this That's is where right. we have our commercial we'll have a commercial break after these messages we'll be right back hey guys i got a quick question for you are you dog people 
If you know anything about us, you know that here at Bacon is My Podcast, our dogs are our family members, right? Uh, we love to give them a little something extra to look forward to every month, get them excited, and that's why we subscribe to BarkBox. So every single month, Bruce, Bane, and Bruno are treated to two brand new durable toys, plus like uniquely curated packs of treats. It keeps them excited, keeps them engaged, and uh, you never have to like go out shopping for stuff. So if you have a four-legged furry friend that is your favorite alliteration, we got a special deal for you. Just for being a Bacon Is My Podcast consumer, if you head over to BaconIsMyPodcast.com and scroll to the sponsors, click on the BarkBox link, you'll get an extra toy in your first order from BarkBox. So head over once again, BaconIsMyPodcast.com, click on the BarkBox link, and spoil your favorite four-legged furry friend today. More alliteration. What's your bacon? Hey, what's up? I'm Jeff from I Call Fives, and you're listening to Bacon Is My Podcast. And we're back. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, no, it's cool. We we had to run a commercial for BarkBox anyway. So you perfect. just gave us a perfect segue. That's all we needed. Uh, <laughs> See, it's like you knew. We were yeah. ready. We, we were ready for it. We rolled. You knew. Hugo knew. We roll with it. That's what we do here. Beautiful. Um, so, so yeah, you got into production and stuff like that. Are you doing that still, or is it something you're pursuing actively? Like what? Yeah, what? totally. I, I mean, I always thought, you know, if we're off the road for a certain amount of time, I'm really going to be able to book that time and lean into it. And then, of course, the reason we're off the road means no one can do anything. So, right, right. Um, it was really tough to, to keep producing uh, at the level that I want to anyway. Uh, during the pandemic, but I was able to do a bunch of co-writing with people via Zoom, which was weird, and I still think is weird, um, but it is kind of neat because a lot of times it, it's tough to get, you know, certain people are like, well, they're busy, I don't want to, you know, you can't get in the room with them uh, during normal times, but it's a Zoom, you know, if it sucks, you right, can right. just leave. So the stakes are lower, so I think more people were open to working together um for that reason so that was cool now, how That's did you awesome. how did you approach that the whole like zoom writing sessions um what was what was the weird thing about it just just the fact that you're not in the same room or yeah like a big learning curve to like yeah yeah the 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 more i co-write with people the more i see that it's like the experience of that like the the person-to-person -person experience of it it has such a huge uh contribution to what the final product is. So um, when I first got into it, I would like go to New York and just back to back sessions and just work as much as I could. And it the it mostly sucked. And like I wasn't I mean, maybe I was a worse writer then. But I think also I didn't understand like the rhythm of these things where it's like it's not about getting in the room and getting to work right away. It's like this is a person you don't know. You got to shoot the shit for a while. You got to see what page you're both on, where you're at in your lives. What are you thinking about? What are you feeling? Let's get a coffee. Let's talk some more. Let's walk around the block. You know, like, let's get that vibe off each other and then sit down and figure out what we want to do that day and what we want to say in a song. Um, and the Zoom stuff makes that part kind of unnatural. Um, and it also takes away that, you know, I'm sure you guys have written stuff where you just like hit a wall and you're like, I can't think about this right now. I need to like yeah. have a beer and come back to it. Right. Can't really do that <laughs> with the Zoom. Right. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that being a thing. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't tried to write over Zoom. It sounds like like it would be. Uh, I could see it being weird. I could see it. I could see like the the workflow 
being something that you could probably optimize and because you can share screens and you can share mm-hmm. like um you can both be on a on whatever doll you're using and and you know you can midi things back and forth and send things back and forth yeah so i could see that being kind of a um technology wise like an easy way to to share through it but that personal connection thing yeah you're absolutely right yeah there yeah like you said there is a way to it's definitely clunkier than it is in person yeah to, yeah. to like have someone be the like producer of the session so they're running the actual like they're recording the real demo right. but i've got like my i've got pro tools up here and i'm like I th- I'm gonna. I got this idea for like a little like guitar thing that I think could be cool here. Like, let me just track it real quick, and I'll send you the DI. I'll and then it's like, it it's just so clunky, and you have to think about everything. And there's just no. I don't know. I bet some people love it. Honestly, I bet they do. Yeah. But I, I thought it was weird. How, how many? How many of those did you do roundabouts? Like, just... I don't know, twenty five or thirty. Yeah. Okay. All different people, or I did some repeat stuff. Yeah, for sure, because that's the. I maybe worked with like 15 different people mm-hmm. to ballpark it, but that's like the, when you hit the wall and you got to do something else, uh, rather than going to get a beer and coming back, it's like, all right, well, why don't we just end it here and let's pick this up another day. And if we right. get any ideas between now and then, like let's share them, but let's just plan to meet up next week. So that slows the process down too, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's cool. Well, uh, I know that you've written, uh, with Caleb Shoma. And yeah. on uh, Beartooth's disease record. Um, and you also said that you're into golf. So tell us, why why can you kick his ass so badly in golf? <laughs> He's really good, man. Uh, <laughs> we, we played a lot for like a minute. And then I guess COVID and touring happened. But yeah. I look forward to playing with him again. He's a very good golfer, though. Uh, he's he probably better than I am. He works a lot harder than I do. I'll tell you that. He, he's got a coach. He's got a net in his garage. Oh, he's okay. like he's doing stuff. I I don't do any of that. Okay, but right. speaking of was, writing, that sessions, was not the answer. That was not the answer I was looking for. But <laughs> I gotta be honest. And the golf gods are pet. Like they they don't reward uh you know overconfidence. So I can't say that I'm gonna beat him at anything because I'm gonna go out there and shoot 95 and he's gonna laugh at me. So <laughs> I gotta be like modest. You can't set yourself up. Set yourself up for defeat. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. But talking about writing sessions, I wonder if you'd be mad at me if I talked about this. Probably not. He has the craziest process, and I absolutely loved it, and I've never recreated it. But they were working in Nashville for that record. And, like, last minute, he's like, yeah, we got two more days. Do you want to come down here real quick? And I was like, yes, absolutely. So I get on the plane, go to Nashville. I land, like, that night. We get blackout drunk on whiskey or something, probably just whiskey. The next day... We go to the studio at like noon. We eat a huge bowl of pho. Like we stop at the Vietnamese place and eat a massive bowl of pho, which is a weird way to start a hangover day, but it actually was pretty great. And then he meditates, which I've never done, but he does this like, maybe you guys know about this, like this crazy, like deep breathing, like oxygen overload meditation. You're laying down. Yes. (gasps) Yes. So we did like a 30 minute version of that. I was like curled up like I had lost control of my muscles. And like, <laughs> it was like crazy. I did not, I had no idea it was gonna be that physical. Um, and there's like, yeah, at the end you like scream and you're just like, ah, like lying on the ground in the right. live room of Blackbird Studio in Nashville, it was crazy. Then we go outside for a cigarette and he's like, 
isn't that the best cigarette you've ever had? And I was like, fuck yeah, it is. And then he just said, he was like, what's on your mind? I, we talk about like a couple things and like, boom, that song came in like 25 minutes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's would, great. Would love to do that again. That was so cool. Yeah, every, everybody's got their process of centering themselves. You know, mm. it's like that. What, it, what What is it that kind of puts you in that um, creative space? Like what's your method to get yourself there? Yeah, I used to... This, I kind of touched on this before, but I used to think of it very much like like it was a job that I showed up to. And then if I just thought about it and tried and worked, something good would happen. Right. Um, like, I think maybe that's partially about like in my younger days, trying to like legitimize this kind of career to myself and to others, I guess. It's like, no, I do have a real job. I work every day, like these amount of hours. Um, and I think it was also partially inspired by, you guys know Chuck Close, he's a painter. Doesn't really matter. Name before, but I, but I'm not he paints like really interesting, like super large scale, like portraity stuff, but all made of tiny little circles. Pretty cool. Okay. That's, um, okay. I, I think I saw a documentary on him or something. It's um, possible. But yeah, I, I know who you're talking about. But he had this quote that like I read a long time ago that probably ruined my life for a good five years, which was <laughs> inspiration is for amateurs the rest of us just show up and get to work. And I was like, wow. man, if this crazy artist is saying that, like it must right. be true. And so I think that encouraged this like behavior in me. And now I'm realizing that's not at all the case and like shouldn't force it if it's not coming, at least for me, like yeah, there's is. no sense in frustrating yourself. If you just don't have the juice that day, you just don't have it. Right. Yeah. Now, did you approach, um, was there a different approach to like when you were writing just yourself writing versus when you were writing for something or for someone or was your own writing also that kind of like line it up militant job type of thought process no yeah even for me even for stuff that didn't matter and i'm i have such an enormous like catalog of shitty demos i mean some of them are probably pretty good as, as you should <laughs> but it was just like every day it's like i gotta finish something like i need to have a bounce in a folder that I can listen back to by the end of this day. And I would just do that basically every day. So it's probably good practice, but did it yield great songs? Like, no, I bet if we combined all of them, <laughs> we could find like two or three, if we take 50 songs, take the best parts of all of them, maybe we get five good ones. Okay. Hey, that's five good ones. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I've spoken to people that have just started like writing and, had a lot of people ask that same question. It's so like, oh, what's your process? And what's, how do you get into the mindset? Or when, when am I ready to play? Or when are we ready to do this? And I always, I'm like, just keep writing, just write. Yeah. You know, like you wrote three good songs cause you're just writing and you know, you think you're ready to do this. You think you're ready to do that. Cool. Write another 10 songs. See if you still like those three, you know, like mm -hmm. just, just write, just uh, let them be, terrible let them let them be awful you know a lot of times when i write i'll i'll always have like a second page that's like my garbage page where i'll be writing and it's not like there's not sometimes garbage on both pages but he'll start writing and whenever i get a block i'll just go to the other thing and try and write in a different style or try and write in a different key interesting try and write two songs at once so i have oh this is just my throwaway when i when i start to lose my idea right and more often than not i end up with at least one because 
I'll cannibalize one for the other and put them together. And but it, it, it yeah, you've got like a parts me. car of ideas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that would help <clears throat> kind of like bust through sometimes those like writer's block days or those days where you're not feeling it, where it's like, oh, well, I like this melody over here for this verse, but I like this chorus over here. And what if I do put them in the same key? Do they work together? Right. A lot of times when you're writing two songs at once, they don't sound oh. that different. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I, I certainly keep, uh, I'm sure a lot of people do this, but like I've got just notes in my phone's broken in my phone broken oh, yeah. down by like what, what project it's for, you know? So like, I've got like the Silverstein LP 10 note that I've had going since we finished the last record, which is little right. bits of inspiration. I picked up a phrase or I was watching a lot of Grey's Anatomy. So there was like a lot of like medical stuff that was coming to mind to me. And nice. but it's, I mean, it's, that show is dramatic as hell. It, it gets to a point. I don't know where you're at in it. Like I, I didn't finish I, it. Okay, it so old. yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing. Like my wife and I, we were watching it, and because like she watched it from the beginning, and then she got me into it, and then I was like, all right, cool. We're, and then it got to a certain point where I was like, man, that much shitty stuff cannot happen <laughs> yeah. to somebody every year. Right? Like once yeah, a year. Right your world goes to absolute shit because yeah, of right. one crazy incident. And then you're this one dies and then this one dies and then this one dies and then somebody else comes and then they die because their contract was up. And yeah. it's like, no, that's not a way you, you can't live like that. And it's still that's going. That's exactly how I got into it. Like Erica, my girlfriend was like five seasons in and she was like, it's actually pretty good. I think you'd like it. So I, I watched it from basically then on. Uh, okay. And I watched maybe till like season 10 or something. And I was like, this okay. has got to stop. <laughs> I, I was having a hard end. time. I was having a hard time at the plane crash uh, season. Yep. Pretty intense. That was probably where it started losing me too. And then there's yeah. like, she comes back as a ghost. Um, uh, and then they do a song episode. Do you remember when that everyone was doing that? Uh, yeah. It's like the whole thing's a musical, but it's, it sucks. It's all like original music and it's awful. Did it yeah. raise anatomy music? Yeah, no, it's it just a whole episode. Oh, it man. was like a thing that was happening at that time, like early 2000s, I guess, where they would do like the musical episode and all the characters would sing. And it was very much I, staged like a musical. I've seen that in other shows. Like I know mm -hmm. that like, um, like Supernatural did it. And yeah. I know that like Lucifer did it. Uh, Lucifer, there's songs in every episode they're always singing in that but there's an episode where like god comes down and he keeps making people break into these dance numbers and lucifer's looking at him like will you stop doing this <laughs> so yeah. when it's like used as a plot point i think it's kind of fun and interesting and stuff or it's like oh no, this, this is one of those like... episodes because they're about to get into a story and they needed an extra episode and they signed up for 15 and they only wrote 10 so we need to have let's fill it don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages. Okay, so in world of streaming services, where can you find breaking news, live sports, and a mountain of entertainment? Look no further than Paramount Plus. With plans as low as $5.99 per month, you'll gain access to the following. Live news from both national and local CBS networks. Live sports from the NFL, NCAA, PGA, and much, much more. Your favorite MTV, BET, Nickelodeon, and Comedy Central shows from past and present. New original content like The Stand or Star Trek Picard or SpongeBob's Camp Coral. 
Smithsonian Channel shows and documentaries, movies, and much, much more. Go to BaconIsMyPodcast.com, click on the Sponsors tab, and click on that Paramount Plus link, and open yourself to a peak streaming service. That's BaconIsMyPodcast.com, click on the Sponsors tab, then on the Paramount Plus link, and dive into thousands of episodes, live TV, original series, and hit movies right now. Do it. All right, I've been preparing my whole life for this. Hey, it's Lainey Fenny, and you are consuming Bacon is my podcast. So, are you a are you a show watcher? Because I I did I I did find a a bio of sorts for you that said your hobbies include eating lettuce and not watching movies. Yeah, where did I write that again? That was for something. <laughs> that was uh, when you were a uh, workshop teacher on the Warp Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the uh, TEI. Um, yeah, yeah. That's I, right. the, the full quote, I, I have it here. I, I enjoyed the whole thing. I really did. Hobbies include eating lettuce and not watching movies, but extend as far as cleaning my apartment and reading about hockey on the internet. I've been told I'm not that nice a person, but I promise I'll be nice to you if you choose to be my student. <laughs> that's great. I'm that I'm very happy with that bio. That's a great bio, right? When, when I when I heard <laughs> I'm told that I'm not that nice of a person, I didn't believe it because the first Canadian we had here on the show, Josh, what his innards are made of maple syrup. Yeah, he's sweet as pie. Yes, yeah. Uh, so I didn't believe it because you're Canadian too. Right. So you're obviously made out of mostly maple syrup, right? You have yeah, that horrible I mean, stereotype it, of being polite and nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. We're polite and nice, but I uh, I think maybe by Canadian standards I'm I'm not a very nice person. Oh, see, we're from <laughs> we're from New York, so like you're oh, super yeah. nice. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. For you're, sure. You're way up there <laughs> for us. Yeah, yeah. I could come teach a class so down how, there. What did how yeah. did that work in uh warp tour guitar workshops? Oh, it what? sucked, man. I uh, it sucked so bad. I, I regret having done it. I regretted it basically as soon as I did the first lesson. I was like, nope, this is going to suck. I'm so <laughs> bummed I'm I'm committed to doing this. Uh, people would sign up, and it was mostly, which I should have fucking known at the time, it's basically a paid meet and greet. So, right. and that was I, I was going to ask that. I was like, isn't it just fans coming in? Yeah. Yes. And at the time meet and greets were like not really as big a thing as they weren't even close to as big as a thing that, as they are now right, uh, right which is like super commons have a paid meet and greet and i get the merits of that it's like if you have the extra dough why not you know like yeah. let's let's do it so but at that time i didn't know and i was like i actually would like to teach some people guitar i'm not that good at it but i've got i think an interesting way of thinking about it and i just want people to be into music because it was the best thing i ever did so maybe it can be the best thing someone else ever did and if I can contribute to that, great. Like, that's kind of the only thing I'll proselytize about is, like, get pick up an instrument and, like, care about it. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was not what it was at all. It was just, like, people who could barely play guitar at all, not caring or knowing anything about it. And I don't know. It was so weird. Where, where did they hold the workshops? Right. So they did them in, like, just under fucking tents outdoors. Um, so, and they were like in a little like village of easy up tents. So it's like, if you imagine like what merch, the merch yeah. area looks like at Warped Tour, it was just like that, but back kind of backstage. Uh, so like if someone was teaching something next to you, it would be loud. Like you just, oh, yeah. it's, 
it was just chaos. And like the guy from whatever band had like, he gave a fucking like seminar. He had like 90 people a day and like, I'd have like two and I'd be like, why am I doing this to make $35? Like, this is dumb. So well, never again. Bring in their own instruments. Yeah, I was just was gonna say, just, like, who the hell was no. run, running these, around these, Warped like, Tour with their own crappy guitar. warping? Uh, <laughs> Ernie Ball had uh, guitars there, which was sick, but the guitars were understandably in terrible shape because like no right, one took care of them. They, right, they're throwing them in a in a truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which like all heat. of the instruments do, but like our techs take care of that. So right, my guitar, right, yeah, people... it's fucking hot at there. Right? Like it, it gets beat yeah. up, but you've got a person taking care of it. But they didn't right. care. No. And then, you know, kids would want to learn, like, the few that did play guitar wanted to learn the smile in your sleep tapping part, which is not a very difficult part to play if you can tap at all. Right. right. But if you've never tried to do it, I'm not going to be able to do it in 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> we're not going to get there. Right. On a guitar that takes 10 minutes to tune. Right. Yeah. And we got to take the picture and do all this stuff. So, like, really, how right. much time right. do we have to actually play guitar? Like, not very much. That's, yeah. that's funny. Now, yeah. did that, like... <laughs> You love your weekly dose of bacon as my podcast, but you need even more bacon. Well, just go over to baconismypodcast.com. You can engage even more with us over there. It's a pathway to our music, extra content, our social media pages. Most importantly, grab yourself some pretty sweet swag and put it all over your body parts. Again, that's baconismypodcast.com. Listen to some tunes, pick up some merch, and tell us, what's your bacon? I am Flo Shimo from My Top 5 Podcast, and you have been listening. This is what happens when I have to do intros <laughs> to our podcast, you bastards. You're just it's watching. total red light panic. I love you it. You love it. I'm no Flo Shimo. Oh, you just interrupted you, me now. Yeah. You just interrupted the swing. Who is this guy? You Who is this guy? You your mouth. I'm Flo Shimo from My Top 5 Podcast, and you've been consuming Bacon is My Podcast. Did you, was that like the a reason that you went on and, and did like the Sonic Workshop thing? Or were you doing that beforehand or like? No, that's just, brand new. So that's uh, Danny Harvey, our old tour manager. Now I believe tour manager's Beartooth, very close friend. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of his, he had been teaching classes at like a university in uh, Brighton, England, where he's from. And I think he was inspired by that to like reach out to some industry people and put together a sort of mentorship program, um, sort of like a mix between a mentorship program and like masterclass. Right. Um, That's what it kind of reminded me of was like the, the masterclass. Totally. Uh, things. And that I actually really like because you're getting, it's way more focused. So you're getting people who actually want to do the thing you're trying to talk to them about. Right. Um, and I'm not, so I very specifically did not do any guitar shit on it. It's like, this is not about me teaching you to play guitar. I right. want to talk about production and songwriting. Well, yeah, um, yeah. Like you were, you were doing a lot of like lyrics, songwriting workflow, yeah. um, demos, and then you have your, your bonus tour topics. Sure. Yeah. If people wanted to talk about touring, that's fine. Right. But, exactly. But just so stuff where your, it wasn't technical. What's your favorite uh, unspoken rule of the road? My favorite? Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you can't shit on the bus. Like, yeah, that's, that's great rule. Yes. That's what I keep on hearing. Number one. Yep. 
Yeah. I mean, I know some people, it would make life easier for a lot of people, but it would frankly be very disgusting and I'm glad you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's uh, a, yeah, there's a funny bus stuff. bathroom smells bad enough when it's, when it's just been peed in for two weeks. Yeah. Right. That's true. It's not a pleasant place to be the bus bathroom. No, no. absolutely not. No. Um, so speaking of touring, I have a question about uh, seeing. Um, yeah. Are you usually the seeing e, or are you getting the victim? Of, the seeing er. Yeah, seeing er. Or are you committing you, the crime, or are you a victim? Are you victim? So this. I hear somebody, somebody in the band, uh, has some pretty dope grocery uh, <laughs> things going on. Yeah, and uh, Bill gets stolen from a lot. Bill gets seeded frequently. Okay. Um, it's not. It's not me. I don't know what you've heard. I don't. I'm not taking a lot of people's stuff, and I'm my stuff is very rarely taken. And the answer, the reason for this is very simple. It's just I don't buy anything. I don't keep <laughs> oh, shit on the bus smart because I. I know that I, I'm, I hate a full fridge. Like I hate having to try and find shit in there. I'm very minimal. It's like, I'll have a jar of pickles. Maybe I have some like almonds or beef jerky or something. I don't know if you can hear him. He's going crazy oh, inside yeah. the door. I let him in now. Maybe he goes less crazy. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Are you happy now? Hugo has rejoined us. Hey, <laughs> he's he's lecturing you. He's he's answering all the questions. He's real mad. He he, he's, he actually is correct though. That is the number Mark was thinking of. Yes. Oh no! <laughs> you were thinking about it in dog. Maybe. Very clearly, I don't speak dog. Well. Maybe, maybe one maybe day you should. will. Maybe, maybe, you maybe, maybe they should have a class for that, a master class for that. Hey, he loves taking the this shit off my walls. You're going back outside, buddy, just for that. Oh, <laughs> come on. The RLX. Come on, let's go this way. You can claw at the door all you want. <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't want him eating at that stuff. That shit's expensive. He's already ripped. I don't know if you can see on my door. That was down all the way. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And he's ripped it off. Actually, I just put those bottom two back up because he got those ones too, but he didn't destroy those ones. He just ripped them down. He destroyed the other ones. Nice. So when we um, got him, he, uh, he had a, it was his back. It was like his hip that was fucked up. So he had to have the surgery. So when we got him, he never jumped up like is a problem a lot of puppies have. Right. Where they jump up on everybody, but he yeah. couldn't really jump. So we never had to train it out of him. But now that he's better, he's fucking doing it all the time. Like he can get on our <laughs> counters and stuff, but he's old. So oh, it's been a lot. Is he a counter surfer? He, he hasn't figured out how to jump all the way onto it, but I know he's going to figure it out. And when he yeah. does, we're in big trouble. Well, he, yeah, he's pretty big. So he, he could definitely get up onto the counter. And if you got dinner, you know, prepping. Oh, yeah. That's it. And he loves food. He's a hungry, hungry guy. Like, really yeah. hungry guy. Yeah, dogs <laughs> seem to be uh, food motivated. A lot of them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all yeah. of them. Our friends, our, we got buddies who have a dog, and it's a little dog. She's very sweet. She's like a cattle dog of some kind. Doesn't care for food. Never finishes her dinner. Like, doesn't really? like peanut butter. Like, just, 
just like, you know what? I don't need it. Wow. I was like, how do you train this dog? It's yeah. an anomaly. How does it, yeah, that's how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> that's an X-Men. Yeah, that's definitely a mutant, a mutant dog. So uh, <laughs> we have a sponsor for our show. Um, we're sponsored by a company called Poddex. Yes. And uh, you can see we have an array of Poddex in front of us here. And yes, what they are is they're a company that puts together these um, these decks of cards and they're interview questions. They're just icebreakers. They're conversation topics. And they're there to help people that are new to pod uh, casting or people that are kind of like finding their feet as a host or an interviewer or just people that don't talk a blue streak and have verbal diarrhea like we do. <laughs> um, they're super helpful for everyone and they're a great company. And if you go to poddex.com uh, and fill your cart with their wares, you can use the promo code bacon. Yes, because bacon makes everything better and you will get 10% off your entire order. So, Paul, we would like to offer you the chance to choose a deck, and we will uh, ask you a random question from the pod decks. Mike, right. you want to run So, uh, there is the episode deck, so don't pick that one. Um, there's the interview deck, interview deck two, what the heck, and would you rather? Uh, I love this as a uh, product. I did not know about this, but I love that. And I want to go, would you rather? Awesome. It's a very popular uh, It's It's a pick. really cool product like I, I think it's i think it's awesome and like i said the company is really really cool yeah when we ordered from them like the owner emailed us back and like we had correspondence with them and uh they're just they're they're super cool uh brand yeah and they got uh, cool swag too yeah they got cool swag they um and the cards are really good you know like i uh i bartend and i can see bringing them to a bar and handing them out as like icebreaker things for people yeah. to do and all that kind of stuff. It's it's just fun. Now Mike's shuffling because it's an ongoing theme in here that though I lived in Las Vegas for a while, I cannot shuffle cards, do not know how to do it. Um terrible at it. So that's why I just ramble on while he shuffles. Well, I, Wait, shuffle, what, I focus. When you get the like uh paperwork to immigrate to Las Vegas, they give you all the papers and they're like, All right, shuffle them. Like right, that's what yeah. they're doing. They didn't like, do that to me. Like <laughs> eight and a half by eleven me. sheets of paper. Yeah, I, I thought they would. They didn't. They didn't train me to shuffle there. They it's just a, let me bartend. It's a truly sta uh, sad state of affairs. Yeah, yeah. I was really hoping to learn. So <laughs> one uh, of the states should have a motto that is "sad state of affairs" on the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> Which yes. state? Which state should be sad? Florida, obviously. Florida. Yeah. Florida. There it is. Yeah. I, uh, totally I see. Agree. I, I just think Florida should have "what a dick." <laughs> oh. That's a good one because it looks like it's no, no, we get it. Thanks. Because yeah. it's shaped like <laughs> penis, like a phallus. I get it. I get it. I'm going to fan these out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going gonna fan to these uh, out. He's going to scroll his fingers. I'm going to scroll my finger across the front of the cards. You tell me when to stop. There. Stop in here. <laughs> All He's right. still going. <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of the uh, the Beastie Boys song. Okay. Sure shot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Would you rather spend a year living in a nudist colony or yes. within the Amish community? Nudist colony, 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's... This is an easy one. Let's very... do another one. Do a harder sure. one than that. Let's do another one. <laughs> Let's do another one. All right. Tell me when to stop. Stop. Uh, so, yeah, these, these are... Um, 
family rated. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no crazy ones. Uh, but would you rather have pizza rolls or pizza bagels? Mm. Which is a harder question than the nudist one. So these are both things I believe you can find in the frozen food aisle of your grocery store. Yes, absolutely. That's an aisle I don't go down very often. Mm-hmm. Are we talking Totino's pizza rolls? Uh, you could you could do whatever branding you want. You could do yeah. our tea. But that's the food item. Pizza that's rolls? what we're talking yeah, I would, about. Yeah, I would imagine like, so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like a. So they're bite sized. Yeah. Sure. In your head, when you picture pizza rolls, they're bite sized. Yeah, yeah, I, I picture sure. them bite sized. And a pizza bagel also bite sized, like jump bagel bite-sized. bites. Yeah. Oh, you know what? No, the two there's bagel of. bites, but then there's also like. Uh, in a, a bag, a full bagels, on. There's, yeah, there's a full yeah. on one too. Yeah, like you think, can get those. There's. I think if we're trying to times. if we're trying to grade on a uh, on a, an equivalency scale, and we're looking at Totina pizza rolls, then we have to go bagel bites. Okay, so let's. I just no, want to make sure like the that. terms are clear, though. That's. I don't I'm like fine that. with that. Because like if we go to Tino Pizza Rolls or we go let's go to a bagelry and have them make a pizza bagel for you on okay. full size fresh. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, frozen foods. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the pizza roll, um, a one hundred percent of the time, and the and the reason is a bagel bite. It's been a long time since I had one, but I'm sure this would still be true. You go to take a bite of that shit, and because of the texture and how it's cooked, we're talking about microwaving both these items. The roof of your mouth oh, takes an absolute boy, beating with a bagel bite. Well, Way too hot. Bagel bites in general, like uh, if you put them in the air fryer, that's the one thing I won't put in an air fryer. I'll put huh. everything else in an air fryer. Pizza, uh, bagel bites, no way. Because it's either, it's like roulette. So you either get nothing in there because it's all exploded out the bottom. Oh, you mean pizza rolls? Pizza rolls. Pizza rolls, I'm about? sorry. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it either explodes and comes out the bottom, right? Or it's just so piping hot that that's it. You have I, no mouth. Yeah, I haven't had a pizza roll in a very long time, but but the last thing I remember about pizza rolls is that there's never anything in them. Yeah, but that's there's fine. not enough. But I do like as soon as you started saying the the top of the bagel bite, I was like, oh, it destroys the roof of your mouth. Like, yeah, that's such a common. It's. It's really hot, and then I find the roof of your mouth, and then your teeth hit the frozen part in the middle. Yeah, the, ba- exactly. the bagel itself yeah. acts as like a scooper, right? To to scrape against your mouth. Yeah, like the skin of the bagel on the outside. Yeah, yeah. So I it's think kind we're all of, it's on, horrific. We're all on board with rolls. Now let's switch the question. If we're talking gourmet, if we're going someplace and they're going to make you a pizza roll out of like fresh dough, and they're going to make you know, or they're going to make a pizza bagel out of a fresh bagel and they're going to be regular size like meal size which i guess would be a calzone uh-huh. sure right what, what would the choice be there well i i inadvertently made a pizza roll uh yeah. in my my pizza oven that i have on my barbecue because got stuck uh, on the yeah it got stuck on the uh on the plank. <laughs> plank. so it just kind of went Bleh. uh and that was that was delicious yeah there are no mistakes when things like that happens. um i don't know how about you i Paul? mean based Paul? on uh Based on my answers uh, from the first segment, a bagel is far too thick to be pizza crust. So I, I think uh, yes, I go roll true. for sure. Calzone or Panzerati or whatever the hell the difference. I actually don't know the difference between those two things. But I don't either. Calzone is fried. Panzerati is baked. Is that it? Uh, I think it's. I think it's the opposite. The other way around. Yeah. I think it's the other way around. 
a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of ba- uh, a lot of pizzerias only do. They call them calzones, but they're not deep fried. Yeah, you fuckers! They've been lying to us for too long, too damn long. My mom, my mom, every time she gets a calzone, she goes, "Do you deep fry them?" They go, "No." She's like, "Not a calzone, not having it." It's like, (laughs) okay, I I don't think I've ever had a deep fried calzone. Oh, so you've never had a calzone? So you never had had a lot of panzerotti. I guess I've never had a calzone. I guess I've only had stromboli (laughs) or panzerotti. Panzerotti. I, I don't think I've ever heard of Panzerati before. I've, I've no? heard that before. But no. I, I think of Stromboli. Yeah, maybe that's just what we call it here. I'd Google it. But let's look at Stromboli versus Panzerati. It comes up right away. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Wait, this is on Wikidiff. I, I don't know if I trust that. Italian. Yeah, can... Okay. This looks like such a long article. You click any food stuff. It was like <laughs> back when my yeah. parents immigrated in 1952. Um, it's, it's, it's so like... funny that you say that because um, my my girlfriend is not a cook. She uh, she and every time you ask her about it, she's I'll be like, did you look up a recipe or anything like that? And she goes, no, because I don't want to I don't want to read a whole life fucking story. I just want exactly the, I just want the ingredients. Yeah, you got to give me the scrolling. ingredients and tell me how hot to make the oven. That's all oh. I want to know. I okay, do oh, I figured it out. Sorry, we have the answer. All right. And I, I'm glad, I'm happy to report that a Panzerati is not the same as a Stromboli. Okay. Okay. So a Stromboli, if I'm looking at it now even, is more or less like as if you took a pizza dough in a, you know, rectangular shape, put the ingredients on it and rolled it. And rolled it up? Okay, so there's so it's got like, like a, a layers of dough. Like a cinnamon dough. roll almost. Yes, okay. like that. But, Okay, and it's uh, it may be fried. What does it say? Does it have to be fried? No, it doesn't have to be. It's it's not specific. Okay, I don't think calzone. Oh my god, this is so complicated. Italy is the most fucked up place. (laughs) My my girlfriend is uh, you you know Italy the store Italy, yeah, like a restaurant. She's the beverage director at the one in Toronto. So, um. She knows so fucking much about Italian wine, which is the craziest, most subdivided psycho shit I've ever learned about. <laughs> I'm like, I thought this was uh, fucking uh, like, what's even the word I'm looking for? It's like, I thought this was Barolo. She's like, no, it's Barbaresco, which is in Barolo, which is a part of Piedmonte. Like, don't you understand this shit? It's like that hills. Like, it's like, oh, my God, who could ever remember any of this? But people do eat, eat uh, so Italy how- in the city is like. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, super overwhelming. I go in there and I get like, it's just option paralysis and I, I can't get anything. Yeah. It's a crazy place. I, so I would you, never know how to navigate it if she didn't work there. How, how are you at reading a wine bottle? Can you? Uh, can you I'm very good at it. I'm, I'm big on wine. Uh, Erica, it's her job. So mm-hmm. uh, we have a lot of wine here and I, I can definitely like, no matter where we go, I can read a wine list and pick something and I know I'm going to like it. What's for, for someone that's listening that doesn't know how to pick out wines what's the first thing you look for i mean you the first thing you, you have to know at least one thing you like like right. that's the main yeah. thing so mm-hmm. and then you've got to know what it is you like about it and then it gets easier to choose something kind of with almost common sense i mean you might have to start googling stuff like i you know i've been able to learn enough through osmosis that i don't need to google all that much when i see a list because right. i know like what places are close to what other places and 
what grapes okay. are similar to what other grapes. But if it's like, I like Gamay, perfect. I look on a list, I see any Gamay, I pick that. You know, that's a good right. place yeah. to start. Mm -hmm. But a bad place, you know, like, I mean, it's tough because I guess people just default to like Cabernet Sauvignon or Merlot or something. Right, or they just look at year. Yeah. Right, know, and it's like, those. there could be bad years. Just because it's old years. doesn't mean it's good, <laughs> sure. right? Like, right, exactly. That's well, a big and thing. Certain years in certain regions are great and certain years in certain regions are terrible. And yeah. Yeah, but you I know guys... I like wine from cold weather. I like cold climate, sandy or gravelly soil. This is what I like. So I can just ask the wine person to that if I don't want to lurk. Nice. Okay. Commercial break. On your fitness journey, extraordinary results require extraordinary action. Your training and quality of nutrition is definitely key, but adding a well-developed nutritional supplement protocol will push your results to the next level. And that's where Legacy Sports Nutrition comes in. Legacy Sports Nutrition believes that everything you want to achieve in life can be aided by optimizing human performance. All of their formulas have been professionally developed for both men and women and are made to the highest quality standards. Legacy Sports Nutrition is a brand founded and operated by athletes who have been performing at world-class levels for decades. And when I say athletes who perform at world-class levels, I truly mean it. This is NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis's company, so you know these items are absolutely championship quality. Go to LegacySupps.com and use the promo code BACONPOD and you'll receive 10% off your order. Once again, that's LegacySupps.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD for 10% off your order. Set your goals, push your limits, and leave your legacy. Hey, I'm Nick from Rivals, and you're consuming Bacon is my podcast. <laughs> so, um, I mean, my, my stuff really was kind of getting to know a little bit more about, I like getting to know about, like, personal habits and stuff. So the songwriting thing was a big one for me, kind of like uh, figuring out your process and everything. Um, but the other thing that I found really interesting about you was that you, you know, the, the very cool story about how your entry into Silverstein, how you were a guitar tech, right? And yeah. um, were you, was that something you kind of did already? Was that something that you, like, did you just work on your guitars? Did you like, Oh, I was, I, I'm a shitty guitar tech and, and I always was, and they okay. should have never hired me. The, <laughs> the reason that worked out was because a really good, I would have been playing in bands uh, in Burlington, like where we're all from, mm -hmm. uh, you know, since I was like 15 or 14 or something. And a good friend of mine, Richard Fernandez, who now co-owns Tandem Management with Paul, our drummer, mm -hmm. um, at the time he was drum teching for Paul. And Rich is actually a good drum tech, but he's also a very close friend of mine. And at a time, just out of high school, I think, um, I wasn't going to college and the band I was in maybe broke up or something. And he was like, why don't you come on tour? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. I would love to do that. It's like my fucking dream to go on tour. Let's go. Right. And so I did like four days doing nothing, like just riding on the bus. I didn't know anyone. In, I knew, was friends with Paul at the time. Um, and Billy a little bit, but that was it. So I had met everybody. I didn't really know at the time uh, what everyone's deal was. And after those four days, I ended up just kind of helping out by the end, their guitar tech at the time, Kevin. 
and uh at the end of the tour i was like man i want to i want to work for you guys like can i work for you guys and they're like yeah we'll have two guitar techs sure and i remember <laughs> asking neil who i was teching for specifically for him like i was hired to tech for neil and uh we were like in the dressing room in quebec city and he was drinking a pint glass full of red wine and i was like hey man uh, I don't know if we've actually met yet because I don't know if we had on the bus. I'm pretty sure we hadn't met in four right. days somehow. And I was like, hey, so I'm Paul. I've been riding. Um, and like, I think we're talking about me guitar teching for you. Like, is that cool? And he was like, can you tune a guitar? And I was like, yeah. He was like, great. <laughs> and that was like it. <laughs> it that was the whole interview process and the whole job. And then I did that for a few years and I was never good at it. And that was it. I'm, I, I don't like guitars that much. Like they don't, right. they don't really like light my fire. Like I don't, I don't like care what makes them tick. Like right, I barely right. care what pickups I play. Like I, I very much like the ones I have. I play a Demarzio super, super distortion in every single guitar I've ever played in Silverstein. All of them. Oh, wow. yeah. Like all 20. Same set of pickups in every guitar. When I started playing these Ernie Balls, which are the best guitars I've ever played by a long shot, I was like, I love the guitar. Can you please put these pickups in them? And so now I've got four of them. They're all identical. Same awesome. pickups. So yeah, when you when know, find so something you like, man. I'm yeah. I, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. I actually I I use the um in, in like I have a Strat with it. I have a bunch of, but I I use the um HFS um. PRS uh, pickups. See, for my this should not surprise you. Like, I don't even know that pickup. Like, I don't yeah, even. I, I'm like Josh and I are like pol polar opposites in this way. It's like he loves gear, and he's like yeah. always collecting and talking and thinking about gear. Right. I like don't ever do that. That's why I like. <laughs> I have no gear. I don't even own an amp anymore. I might have an orange amp in storage somewhere, like a, a Rocker right. Verb 100 or something, Mark II. Maybe I do. It could be gone. I might have sold it. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I have the guitars because like I need them to make music, but I like it doesn't right. get me out of bed every day playing guitar. I like making a song, and I don't really care how that comes to pass, whether like, it's on a guitar or a keyboard. Or... So yeah, I don't know. I Dude, wish I could cool. be more of a guitar really guy. Cool. <laughs> no, that's totally cool. I yeah, I, I like. I know a few things just because I when I was growing up, I had like a person's sound that I liked, you know, it was who like, was that? Was, uh, that was Mike Ness from social distortion. Yeah, sure. Uh, I really liked the, how the guitars sound on, on all those records. They just sound really mean and, and really like growly, but you hear every string. And I was like, how do I do that? What do I, what does he got? Does he play a plexi <laughs> like, or something? What's he play? He plays through a, a an old Fender bassman. And oh yeah, he's got. Um, he does Les Pauls with P90s in them, and I was yeah. like, okay, a P90 pickup. So then I just put P90s in every guitar that I have, uh, just because I was like, okay, that's that sound. I like that. And then when I played it, I was like, yep, that's that sound. I like that. <laughs> I bought a Bassman, and like, yep, I like that. And then I got the Helix, and I was like, Bassman sound. <laughs> yeah, I guess, and <laughs> they have that. Set it up the same way, and I was like, cool, I like it. That's great. But that's I recently probably... got, I recently so, got a Music Man. I recently got a Music Man, and it's oh yeah, that's right. awesome. It's Sick. so which, nice. Which one? I got the uh, Stingray. Yeah. And I got there like it's that it's they came out with one that looked very like very gothy. It's like matte black, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, 
and I got I got that. It's awesome. Oh, it's one of the best guitars I've ever played in my life. And they, I haven't changed feel, anything on it. Yeah, they're just like I don't know, man. Like I've played a lot of stuff, and I don't know if I've ever felt anything this good. And and it's so playable. Like I never yeah. have tuning issues with it ever. And I'm a really bendy player. Like I know this about myself. I'll if something is the slightest bit out of tune during a song, I'll be like, and like while we're playing, trying to right. fix the tuning, because, or I'll just be like, oh, it's the G's a bit flat. I'm just gonna bend that octave high the whole time, and I'll play right, right. like half a set like that. Yeah. I'll so when people too. are like, "Don't you want an Evertune guitar?" I'm like, "Never. Fuck that. <laughs> I want to bend it." When we're making records, Sam's like, "Can you please play this on the Evertune?" I'm like. Absolutely not. I will never play this on the Evertune. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to bend all these notes and we're going to get it till I play it in tune. But like, I don't want that. I don't know why. It, For a guy well, who hates I guitar, think... I want to bend it a lot. Dude, it robs you of your, of your style. You right. know, the more, the more human element you take out of things, the more style you take out of things. I believe in that. Yeah. 100% you know, so I believe in that. Your, your chords sound the way that they do because you're bending something or you're figuring it out or you're doing something. And that's what gives a guitar player his sound. I think that's what gives a band their sound for sure. Every, every instrument, the persons that is putting a little bit of their kind of like how they overcome their issues with the instrument that they're playing <laughs> totally is part of the sound. It's it, yeah. I've always liked fighting it a little bit, you know, actually. You know? So one of the things I, I wanted to ask you about, cause the, uh, you, you guys did the uh, the Redux records, yeah. Um, how how was it was it like a cool experience for you to go and redo some songs from the records that you weren't necessarily on and like throw your like your own twist on things? So no, I the the, <laughs> the first Redux was basically like the idea was direct copies of the original songs, okay. and I was like cool. You guys have fun with that. Like, I, <laughs> I wanted nothing to do with that okay. uh, because I couldn't put I couldn't do anything with it. It was just like, well, I'm not going to paint by numbers through this. I don't care. Right. Right. Uh, so you guys go ahead with the second one, though, because we were able to do uh, we we're finally willing to take some risks. Yeah, I loved doing that one. So like to put on Brave Mountains, we conquer in a major key. I'd been fucking with that idea for so long and I can't believe that they let me do it. Yeah. Um, and then the, my disaster as like a song with double time in it. Um, like that was another thing I'd always kind of felt like that, 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 like I'd always heard it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was like cool to do those two things, but for the most part, I hate redoing old songs if we can't completely reimagine them. Uh, right. So, yeah, I like the second one. hate the first one. Please, everybody okay. buy them both, though, because it benefits me financially. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I enjoy the first one, too. So that's no, I get it from a listening no, perspective. No. Like, why not? That was the idea. Make the songs sound better, but do right, them exactly right. as everyone remembers them. It makes perfect sense to me as like a, you know, business plan. Yeah. Right. But yeah, as yeah. a as a musician or an a writer artist. or whatever it was like this is boring and just literally paint by numbers and i don't want to do it yeah. but that's fine because they knew how to do it themselves i didn't have to do i maybe played some guitar but i barely participated in that the first how, one how were they when you when you came in were they like hey for these old songs just you know play them spot on or were they kind of like cool man you do you 
and, well, and weirdly you know, no one really knew how to play neil's parts right because he was i guess <laughs> kind of a improv sort of mysterious guy anyway okay so there was i and at the time i was a really like i gotta lift it from the record and i'm gonna play it just like right. that well of course yeah but then especially joining the band i was like well i don't want to fuck any of this up but then finding out when we when I started rehearsing with them, they didn't play it like the record. Josh yeah. and Neil right. had a division of labor that was nothing like what you would rationally pick up off the album. So it's like I'm playing what I'm hearing in the right side or the left side or whatever, and Josh is playing half of it. And I'm like, so you guys, guy. you guys have like done this weird thing where it, it doesn't make any sense. There was like parts where it'd be like an A, B, A, C kind of structure of a part, like chug, chug, right. chug, chug, riff, chug, 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 different riff. They would switch from playing the lead and the harmony in those riffs. So it like, you're like chug, 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 playing the main part, chug, 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 playing the harmony of it. Why? <laughs> Why doesn't one guy play the main part and one guy always plays the harmony? Why would it be right. different? <laughs> so it was stuff like that where just like, okay, I can't actually just listen to this and play it because I've got to right. work with Josh on literally all of this to figure out what we're supposed to be playing here. Oh, that's funny. Wow. It was so weird, man. That's why I, the doing the album great. tours is hard. Cause like, you can't just take it from the record, which is what right. I would be so much easier. That's super right. interesting. Yeah. I, yeah I, I've had different guitar players in my band and I sing and play guitar. So it's always kind of doing that same thing. But I haven't thought about that. There's been a couple times where like we've had someone come in and they're playing something. And I'm like, oh no, sorry, I'm actually playing that part. You're switching to this part here, but not to that extent. I could see that being kind of like a, a anxiety-inducing <laughs> like, <laughs> chaos moment where you're just like, wait, I just why are we switching? That's interesting. It's gotta just come from like this old jammy, like the way it used to all flow with a lot of like in-person right. rehearsals where you would just eventually f settle on these parts in the room. Right. But because I'm like not of that generation and I wasn't in the room with those guys when they were doing it, it makes no fucking sense to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And since I, I... then it's changed, you know? Sorry, Mike. Yeah. No, I, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they they were writing music when they were younger and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm sure you did it, and, and I've done it before. Where it's just like, nah, fuck it. You can play guitar too. You just just you do it too. You do it too. <laughs> that's all. That's all. There wasn't really thought. I don't think. Right. But they had to record it at this? some point. But that's uh, yeah. But if you're just playing it, if you yeah. if that's the way you've been playing it live, you know. Unless yep. you have like a producer that's kind of like you're you're coming from a producer mindset and you're just like, what, the, what are you doing? Like, yeah, organize this, figure this out, then let's come in and do it. Just right. a little bit, right? Just a little. <laughs> well, yeah, but I would have done the same thing if I joined something. I would have been like, okay, I'm the guy on the left. Right. Let me learn everything that's on the left. And so right. I, I, I would have done the same thing. That actually makes me appreciate like guitar players that I've worked with more because just yeah. knowing that like i put them through something like that <laughs> so i i get that now all right <laughs> yeah, it's you. a fun trip <laughs> that's awesome so um what we do have to say is you got to make sure you check silverstein out on their 20th anniversary tour yeah, absolutely i've seen this set uh it's three sets it's yeah. fucking long it's like a greatest awesome. hits which is awesome. It's an acoustic in the middle and then discovering the waterfront 
front to back. That's right. And there's usually an encore. What? That's right. No secrets. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. And if you've seen the show before, we are going to switch it up slightly. So the the greatest hit set and the acoustic set, we're going to mess with that a little bit uh, just because. So yeah, still going to play yeah. the hits. So go and be super loud. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and buy all the stuff. Yes. Buy all of the things. That's 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 number one. Buy merch. Uh, one thing that I, I will say in terms of buying merch, too, just on a sidebar, mm-hmm. you guys, when when the the tour was canceled, you did something really cool. And, and we spoke about this a lot with Josh about how you guys kept active and, you know, the, the quarantine and the live streams and the three part and, and all that stuff. You guys were, you know, like I said, uh, in the past, you guys were probably the in the forefront in terms of which bands were still doing stuff and embracing this stuff right. uh, actively. Um, but what you did do immediately after you guys got shut down on your tour is you put out a merch line and to help your, your road crew. Yeah. Um, so that, that was... is really cool. Yeah. It was really important for us. Like we care about our crew a lot and, uh, we knew that immediately like well i mean we didn't know anything at that time no one did right but what we knew for sure was this is going to be some kind of pause in our work no one's going to be getting paid but the one thing we have that our crew doesn't have is a web store so we assume we'll be able to sell some t-shirts online and get through this but what what do they have um and the answer to that is like well nothing if we're not paying them like and they can't work a regular job like this income's gone. So yeah, it was really important for us to like try to take care of them in some way. It, you know, our fans were amazing for seeing that. And I think really chipping in and it was cool that we could give them some bucks. And I think yeah, we ended up awesome. paying them more than the government did. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so guys that have that kind of mindset, you definitely want to go and buy their merch. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, like it's, it's true when you're, when you're on the road, it's like the, the band becomes a family and then anybody else you bring on the road also starts to become a family. And, you know, the bigger you get, the bigger your family gets. And it's just kind of works that way. And it's cool that you guys uh, looked at it like that. And, um, you know, cause some people are like, that's ah, just a job, you know? And they're like, well, these are the people that work for me. And, and uh, speaking as someone that, again, my girlfriend has a job where she works, for an artist and and she was out of work for the whole time because there was no tours you know what i mean and so that's that's a tough that's a tough yeah. spot to be in so that was that's really awesome that you guys did that to carry your to carry your peeps yeah yeah there are people so, we we still got a group chat running we have for basically with everybody that's ever worked for us it's just the silverstein tour group chat and it's gotta have 25 people in it it's just if you've ever worked i was just for gonna us, say so chat. how many people were are in that chat i can check people might have left but uh, shit, it's getting late. Uh, yeah, we're, we, we've my blown over an hour, so we're going to wrap it up here and let you have the rest of the night. And... <laughs> I'm just going to... I wonder how many people are in here. Oh, you know what? It's not that many. It's only 18. Okay. So people have left. I think a couple have left, yeah. Maybe people we've just hired for one tour, like a photographer or something. Right, right. The bottom... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We love, we, need, <laughs> we, love, we love our blessed content creators. We love them so much, don't we? 
So, uh, Paul, Mark, uh, again, wanted to tell our listeners and watchers slash consumers, that's right. what we like to call them, um, what, where can they find Silverstein, uh, where can they hear you, et cetera, et cetera. Pretty sure you could use a Google machine. Yeah. yeah. So, do you call your people, I know you call them the, the bimp, bimps? Our bimp Why squad. you call them the bacon bimp bits? squad. We have bacon. We bits have bacon bits. On our that Patreon. is the Patreon. We have Patreon. Ah, we have nice. our bacon bits. That's yeah. the okay. that's the lowest uh, tier. We have our junior bacon team, and then we have oh, our nice. our, uh, our bimp squad. Bacon is my podcast squad. And uh, wow, yeah. so there's not a joke here that hasn't been thought of. But <laughs> oh yeah, we're hitting every corner. <laughs> we, it's the thought that counts. Yeah, bimpin ain't easy. Sorry. <laughs> okay, big bimpin. The. Uh, <laughs> My name is Paul, and I play guitar in a rock and roll band called Silverstein. Uh, you can find us on the internet, uh, and if you just think really hard about us, something will appear in your life in the form of uh, like a like an omen or some kind of vision you might see in the clouds. Um, yes. But that will direct you to our our website, which is silversteinmusic.com, uh, in case the clouds don't direct you there. And uh, from there, you can buy tickets to our shows. You can buy uh, merchandise that we create that we think you're gonna like. And some of the merchandise we make, we think that you won't like, but we make it anyway. Um, for example, <laughs> we're working on a golf line right now just because we're obsessed with golf at the moment. And who's gonna buy That's that? Great. I don't know, but I'm gonna wear it. That's great. Uh, so those are the things you can do. And you can listen to all the music we've made, most of it good, some of it bad. And, uh, yeah, that's it. It's a real mixed bag over at silversteinmusic.com, and it's all there for you to rifle through like a lost and found at a community center. Yes. Love it. Paul Mark Russo, thank you so much for hanging out with us and giving us your time tonight. We really do appreciate it very, yep. very much. Don't forget to catch him on tour this fall with Plotting You. Yeah. And Hell what yeah. you playing with? Mike, Jimmy, I'm, I'm very grateful you've had me on uh, as an honorary bimp. Yes. And uh, yeah. Bimping ain't easy. You're right, but it's worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. And everybody listening, remember, always ask yourself every single day, what is your bacon? Thanks for hanging. Sorry. Oh, man. So did you enjoy it? What a cool, like, conversation. Super cool, dude. What a cool dude. Um, Those Canadians, man. I don't care what his bio say. He's, he's a nice guy. Yeah, that's true. Canadians are definitely made with maple syrup. They are. They are. Their innards are all filled with maple syrup. And they have a thin layer of poutine. Poutine on top, on yes. Top. They're yes. amazing. Um, uh, so thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for checking it out. Tune in next week. Uh, yeah. I don't know who our guest is next week, but definitely check it out. Um, you'll see the What's Your Bacon coming out on Wednesday. And um, if you liked this interview, let us know in the comments. Please uh, remember to give us a follow and a like and, a, and, a, and hit the bell and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, and definitely let us know any other people that you'd like us to contact and you'd like us to talk to. Yeah. And if we forgot to ask something that we should have asked that we should be asking, let us know because uh, we like to let these things be loose. And yeah. And, and what's really cool is um, like a lot of the people who have been on the show are really cool about us contacting them again. You know, you watch our posts online, yeah. you know, we, we have uh, you know, new music Friday, that we post all the new music on for, for anybody who's been on the show. We call them a part of the Bib fam. And, you know, like, uh, so they're, they're really happy to, uh, you know, answer our questions. So hit yeah. us up on Twitter, hit Absolutely. us up on, on social media, hit us in the comments. And if we missed a, uh, a question, just we'll ask. 
Yeah. Stay in the conversation on Twitter by hitting hashtag what's your bacon or hashtag bacon is my podcast. Uh, you can even do hashtag bacon is my pod. We'll check them all out. Yep. Um, let us know there what you want us to cover, what you want us to talk about. And if you want us to re-ask anybody anything, and maybe we'll bring them back on and, uh, and do something else. Yeah. Um, along with that, where can they find you, bud? You can find me at me, my own self, Mike, on Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. Uh, my band is called Something Heavy, at Something Heavy Music, again, on all of the socials. Jimzy, what about you? Yeah, I am Jimmy G Shoes on uh, all the things that photos are on. Um, I am also Jimmy G Shoes on the Twitter. Uh, CravingStrange.net is the band's website, and you can find all of our socials from there. And please check out BaconIsMyPodcast.com, where you can find all Bacon Is My Podcast stuff. You can listen to episodes there. You can get some of our sweet swag there. You can, uh, again, stay in the conversation um, we talked to, uh, we talked to Paul tonight about how like their crew and their people are their family yeah. and, uh, and we feel the same way. You guys are our family. You guys are our crew. For those of you that are our patrons on Patreon, thank you guys so much for your support. If you want to support and you want to jump over there, jump on Patreon. We have more, more shows. We have longer episodes, commercial free stuff like that. So jump on there, but yeah, stay in the conversation. Hashtag what's your bacon. Hashtag bacon is my podcast. Thank you guys for listening. And, uh, just on the daily Ask yourself, what's your bacon? What is it? Cool. Cool. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And before we get into this week, if one episode just isn't enough for you and you need a little bit more bacon to my podcast, head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast. Over there, you will get access to monthly live streams, discounts on merch, early and commercial-free access to Bacon's My Podcast episodes. Some of them are even extended surprise giveaways, additional shows, including Tasting Is My Passion, and, of course, Cooking With Bacon Is My Passion. And, oh yeah, you get a crap ton of music. That's right, all of Jimmy and Mike's band's previous, current, Whatever it is, you'll get access to that music, demos, and much, much more. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash bacon is my podcast and learn what the hoopla is all about.